Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we have our annual June episode where we look at the 2024 free agency class. Get a look at that. We've predicted guys to the Giants the past couple of years. Specifically, wide receiver. Paris Campbell is someone we talked about last year. Kenny Galladay was a guy we talked about the year before. Back when, remember when, Ken, remember that Kenny Galladay was actually like a really good wide receiver in the NFL at one point? Crazy stuff. So, Make sure you pay attention in the wide receiver portion. Justin, how are you? Bobby Skinner, hello. Um, this is a weekend two, take two of me attempting to go to some sort of race where I'm going to drag racing this week. It's a bunch of drag queens that run in a straight line, and whoever wins at the end, whoever's fastest, that's who wins. Does John Force still race? John I know Force his daughter still race. Does. Yes, John Force is still around. The guy's like in his mid seventies, and he straps up uh, almost every Sunday to go th- over three hundred miles an hour and a thousand feet, which is kind of nuts, kind of crazy. So the weather has screwed me the last week. Hopefully, it doesn't screw me this weekend. Uh, if you're up in Epping, New Hampshire, come say hi. Come say what's up, Bobby Skinner. You're back home from España. Back in America, it was funny uh, when I landed. Some like college kid behind me, just like greatest freaking country in the whole damn world. It's like, all right, man, just can we just like just land the plane like a normal person? Was he alone? Person. And he just said, no, this? it was like three college kids. Yeah, they could tell they were kind of frat boys. Yeah, which is like, even if you think that's true, that's just a weird thing to say when you land <laughs> after like assumingly having a vacation or something. <laughs> Smell that air. That's uh, <laughs> but that you know, I, I you know me, I hate flying. It's a uh, but it, it 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 was a it was a good trip. I'm. Did you pay the extra seventy bucks for the for the emergency uh, extra hundred ten bucks? And but oh, and I got shit. into I got into a, a a battle with the person in front of me because they leaned their seat all the way back at one sure. point when I wasn't when I wasn't looking. And you're like, look look at me. And uh, so <laughs> I literally was going like this. Just every about like couple minutes, I would just go bam and just shove it really hard. And then once he like you know you can you automatically just put it back to the right spot when you move or something like that yeah. so anytime i thought that he might be going to recline it i would just put my hand up and like this is your this is not moving back i mean i fought that battle hard it was a hand it was a hand fighting drill back in high school right oh yeah i won that battle i will not <laughs> lose that battle and i won it you lose that battle nine times out of ten what movie is that from other guys uh the other guys yeah all right um let's get into this 2024 free agency preview first this episode was brought to you by some special people. Matthias. Kiwanuka. Matha- Matthias is a one is a real name, but it's a f- name that any friend that you have named Matt, you just call him Matthias because you're freaking quirky. Matthias Farley, Colts. Uh, Connor Rush. Cooper Rush's brother. Really? Yeah. Stephen Fowler. Dante Fowler's brother. Yeah. He's a free agent. And then Colin Doyle, 
O'Doyle, Colin Doyle, O'Doyle rules. Jack Doyle's brother. Justin Horner, these brothers. Wow, look at that. All these wonderful brothers went to patreon.com slash talking giants. That's right, $2 a month. Plus, you can give us more money if you want, if you're kind of crazy, but there's also some better perks with it too. Bobby Skinner will send you some uh, stickers in the mail. Almost said magnets. That's not right. Stickers in the mail. There's a couple shirt raffles a couple times a month, and you get to hang out with us. While we record the shows, patreon.com slash talk All right, so we're adding a new element to the 2024 free agency preview, Justin. I thought it'd be a good idea is wide receivers have been freeing up and being traded, right? Like great wide receivers in the NFL. We only saw one this offseason in DJ Moore, but the year before we saw AJ Brown, um, Tyreek Hill. So it's not always expected. But we're adding the element of wide receivers that you can see the Giants willing to trade like a first round pick for, which is a like a philosophy that I am for. Um, you know, you don't like for like true wide receiver ones because they don't those guys don't hit free agency. But if a team doesn't want to sign them, they will trade them. It's just become a position that's been become tradable lately in the NFL and pay dividends for teams. You know, Stefan Diggs was in that really pay dividends for teams and. You know, maybe if the Giants are picking in the late 20s again, like you're not in that position to go get that true blue wide receiver one that I am all for. Like DJ, if if DJ, if we were able to get DJ Moore for pick 25 and a fourth round pick in this past year, I would have done it because I don't view it as a win now move. I view it as a for the future win now, but also for the future move. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you've seen teams that, their rosters are at a certain point, and I think that's the that's the asterisk that's that's attached to this all, right? Um, I know the Rams didn't necessarily they didn't trade for that wide receiver, right? But they traded for Matt Stafford. Their roster was in a place where they can do that. The Eagles they traded for AJ Brown when their roster was there and ready to rock and roll, right? The Raiders that's an interesting one. Devontae Adams may be on the move again, um, but uh, certainly the Giants roster. Hopefully by this time next year. The Giants roster will be in a place where if they do trade for a wide receiver one, we're being like, yeah, that makes sense. And that makes sense for where they are kind of like in their timeline. It it depends on the age, right? Like DJ Moore young. The first guy I'm going to bring up young. Like I think it it doesn't matter as much where you are as a time on the team. But the second guy I'm going to bring up, it does matter. Like this, you have to come out of this year feeling like, man, we are really damn close to being a Super Bowl contender and that wide receiver, that top, that top notch wide receiver can bring us there. It all has to do with the age. Like if you're, if you're 29, 30, yeah, we got to be, feel really close. If you are 24, 25, you know, DJ Moore age, AJ Brown age, uh, then, you know, I, I don't really care too much where in the timeline you are unless you are in just full-blown total rebuild, like you're going to have top five pick level type guys. Um, so the first guy, and this guy's situation, Justin, to me, looks very similar to the situation that DJ Moore was in within Carolina. We're very productive now. I think this guy's better than DJ Moore, and I'm a big DJ Moore fan. I think he's I think he's pretty underrated because he's played in some bad Carolina quarterbacks. But this guy has played with bad quarterbacks. Um, he's on a team that drafted a wide receiver in the first round last year. And just like DJ Moore in 2020, like if he were to get traded next offseason, it would be the first year of the extension that he signed, right? So like D- we saw DJ Moore sign an extension with the Panthers, he got traded before that officially kicked in to play in that season. The only thing that stops me from saying that this would happen is because it's in division. Terry McLaurin. 
There, I, I think, I think there is a world because the Panthers' new ownership was came in kind of a little too late to probably fire Rivera. Like I see Ron Rivera probably getting fired this year. Sam Howell's not going to work out. They're going to play Jacoby Brissett. I think it's going to be a little bit of a mess there. Um, and they're going to be, I think they're going to be looking to start totally afresh. Like the new owner is going to be trying to put his handprints on this. And I can very well see Terry McLaurin being a trade option for the commanders. The only reason where I don't view it as too realistic is because again, the end division stuff with the giants. Yeah. And maybe that won't matter to the new ownership group or, you know, whoever's making those decisions in Washington. Um, but if there's a guy to do it, man, it's, it's scary Terry and, and Terry has had some, crazy numbers and crazy production despite really not having any good quarterbacks or any like real starting caliber quarterbacks throwing him the ball he really hasn't had one yeah I mean he's they've they've been new QBs every single year that he's he's been in there um and he produced right away I mean week one as a rookie in 2019 he came in and produced um I I think he I, th- I think around the league he might be a little underrated, but because he's in our division, like we've known since like since the get off that hey this Terry McLaurin kid is really legit. Like I remember the you know uh, week four preview in 2019 talking about hey Terry McLaurin's pretty damn good. You got to watch out for this kid. And I think he actually missed that game. He's taken over entire drives, like especially this past year against the Giants. Where- he's the only guy to beat James Bradbury in yeah. 20, 2021 or 2020. Yeah. He's he's taken over you know certain games and certain drives against the Giants the these past couple of years and I remember that Sunday Night Football game where I'm like I remember Joe oh, Jason Pennock's having a good game this guy's having a good Fabian Moreau's having a good game and then oh well Terry McLaurin will just kind of take over for for a hot second I understand he's going up against you know at the time it probably was like Fabian Moreau but just change changes the game and then he and he would change the game and he would be a really productive wide receiver for. What's been a really bad offense the last couple of years in Washington, and with again, no reliable quarterback throwing him the ball, and he's been really good. I think he's. Be- Do you think he's better than DJ Moore? I say yes. Yeah, and I love DJ Moore. Like I am, I'm a big DJ Moore fan. Um, like that's why the Bears trade to me was like so much more exciting than your regular trade for the first pick. It was like you got DJ Moore and that draft hall. Like this is maybe one of the best deals of all time. Even though I may not be in love with Ryan Poles as a GM. Uh, with the Bears. Uh, the other guy, like, it would matter where we feel about the Giants in the timeline next year. And this guy obviously would fit like a glove. Uh, he'll be 30 years old with two years left on his contract, and that's Cooper Cup. Rams, we don't we don't see that situation getting any better before. We see that situation getting worse before it gets better. We'll be 30 years old, but, man, this coaching staff would. I mean, he's like their dream wide receiver, yeah. right? Yeah. He's like a dream wide receiver for Daniel Jones, too, by the way. Who's like there's so much timing stuff. He can he's gonna be a great blocker in the run game. Got a got a little banged up this last year. So I mean if he could be in a he could be in a Darren Waller situation. Where it's like it doesn't even take a ton to trade for him. Or like or or an Amari Cooper, like where it's like like Terry, you trade for Terry McLaurin, you're trading a first and some other pick minimum. With Cooper Cup, I don't know if it would take like the world to trade for him. This is a guy whose average separation was three point six yards in 2021, which is absurd. With the lo- with the relatively low cushion at six and a half yards average, thirty one percent of the team's 
air yards in 2021. And that's, he's not really a kind of a deep threat guy, plus a positive yards after the catch over expectation too, with over one. Um, so yes, this, I mean, if you like, you know, how, you know how we've talked and that we have to do this because this is a Giants podcast with Giants comparisons. You know how we talked about, oh, Sterling Shepard and Daniel Jones have great chemistry. They, they find each other. They move the chains. Sterling Shepard is a route run, is a, is a smart route runner. Well, Cooper cup can be that as long as his health holds up, you know, on times crack. a thousand times a thousand yeah. and on crack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, he's just like literally like he's, he is like a dream wide receiver to have in an offense when you want to run some complex stuff and it's not just your base stuff. Yeah. Do you um, think his game, do you think his game is kind of like, I don't want to say age proof. You saw Wes Welker kind of be good, kind of into his thirties. You know, I could just be making that comparison because, you know, I mean, he white, does create small big receivers. plays. Like he's not, he's not Wes Welker, right? Like he has, he creates big plays. So I can see him playing well, but I don't know if it's a, like what he did in 2021 was absurd. I mean, I think did well, he no, break not, the receiving not... record that year or was it second to the Calvin Johnson? It, it was either second or second. or he or he broke it. I can't remember exactly. Um, but it was, what, it was are we absurd. looking for catches? Just no yards. I have that too. I have 145 catches and 1947 yards. Yes, yeah, so I think Calvin Johnson. I think that was second to Calvin Johnson. Um. 75% catch rate too, which is Super Bowl insane. MVP was just was just nuts. So you can see him being traded and not for the world. Is there any any wide receivers that you targeted that you can see as possible trade targets? Yeah, I know it's I know it's a to stretch, but this is a team that may be running out of money. Jalen Waddle. Um obviously he can just hit free agency too. Um, and the Dolphins could be at a point in their roster where even after this year, hey, we still feel like we can swing it here. Um, but if if stuff falls apart with Tua this year and his health diminishes or they don't want to bring him back for whatever reason, I don't necessarily see it going down that route. It would have to be it would have to go pretty dark in Miami land for them to make a determination to not bring back Tua, um, especially after last year. But um, Jalen Waddle is a possibility. The only reason I wouldn't say is because he'll have two years left when you include the fifth year option and you can get, you probably get the same trade package a year later if they were at that. Um, I just don't know if I got, no, no, you're, see- you're right. Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. I thought 2024 was the fifth year option. It's not because yeah, he was drafted and got it. So one, two, three, four, 2024 will be the fourth year plus the fifth year option. Yeah. D- what about T Higgins? Like the Bengals have kind of said, go get your own T Higgins, but yeah, he still hasn't gotten a deal. Well, now we're at the point where now we're talking free agents, where T. Higgins is going to be a free agent in 2024, I believe. There's no way they just let him walk, so he'd either be tagged. So he would have to be like an in-season trade candidate if like if something went bad with the Bengals this year, like Joe Burrow got hurt or they just ended up sucking. T. Higgins was traded, had to be this offseason, which, again, this offseason is not over, but I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't is see it, it happening either. Was there any, Was there any others? No, no trade, no tra- no other trade candidates for me. I mean, the the NFL changes so fast. That's why I brought up, you know, Jalen Waddle because the NFL changes so fast. You could be sitting there saying, "Oh, no way, Justin, you're crazy." But the NFL changes very fast, and situations and con and things change very fast. Devonte Adams is another one too. Like, why not? You know. So we'll see. Um, 
All right, let's now let's just get into free agents. Um, before we get into the free agents portion of this, today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including sports, concerts, festivals, and more. They always want to make sure that you're getting a good deal. So when you're on the app, look for the green dots. Green means good, red means bad. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. And guess what, guys? We've got the hookup. Use code GIANTS for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code GIANTS. Click the link in the description to download the app. SeatGeek, man, you will freaking be so glad that you did incredibly so glad that you did all right let's talk about why just free agents wide receivers um free, wide receiver free agency really is never good like good wide receivers just don't make it to free agency unless there's like baggage with them um so like michael pittman jr is set to be one but is there is there any world where the colts let michael pittman jr walk you know, bad quarterback play over there in Indianapolis again. I drafted Michael Pittman Jr. in fantasy last year thinking that, oh, Matt Ryan makes wide receiver ones. Well, bad, bad team, bad system, bad everything over there. Um, I, I think if Michael Pittman Jr. hits free agency, that means that he struggled with injuries this year and it was and it was bad. And, it, and it's almost like a, a Kenny Galladay type of year where he just doesn't do anything. But still, I mean, you have a, you have a quarterback on their rookie deal in Indianapolis. You would think that they would maybe want to lock up uh you know a guy that can be a wide receiver one yeah i just don't see it and, and like you said if it's that bad where they do let him walk i don't know if i want to touch michael pittman jr if he's like that injured where they're the colts are letting him walk um so the names just aren't sexy like the sexiest name could be curtis samuel and and again he kind of fits into like that solid like that middling to good wide receiver you know, he had, you know, 650 yards this past uh, season at, at 64 catches. Uh, was injured in 21, but he's been healthy for the most part the rest of the season. He's got that outside, outside, inside flexibility, which the Giants like. Um, and Paris Campbell will, his contract expires, right? And if they want to make an upgrade there, Curtis Samuel could be the guy you identified to be like the the, the Paris Campbell upgrade you know isaiah hodgins will be a free agent um sterling shepherd will be gone so really slayton slayton wandale and hyatt will be the guys you have under contract so if you want to make an addition to that room without drafting someone high i think curtis samuel could possibly be that yeah curtis samuel's mostly a slot guy too um i i like him you know he's kind of like that gadgety i mean let's uh let's be honest here you know, you know how tall Curtis Curtis Samuel is? I think he's six foot. Six foot? All right, so Wandale's definitely a little bit short. But I would say based on just play style and overall kind of production so far in his career, I hope that Wandale Robinson can maybe grow into like a Curtis Samuel type of player. How tall is Curtis Samuel? 5'11". 5'11". Yeah, I, think, I think Curtis Samuel is just kind of a better like athlete than Wandale and a little taller um i hope he can grow into that kind in, of into the slot into the slot That's what role, I'm yeah where yeah where wandale is kind of limited to the slot so curtis yeah well so and again wandale is kind of like a wild card for this team for like this season and the future like what does he end up being um yeah you hate to be like 
Wando like put pressure on Wando Robinson, especially coming off the ACL and even when he he struggled with injuries even before the ACL last year too, and he didn't get a ton of reps. So this year is still pseudo like his rookie year sorta. You hate to put all this pressure on Wando Robinson, but there kind of is because you know this this offense has got to go. You know. Yes, and and had their only regular season one hundred yard receiving game. Literally got hit In that mark on the play that he got hurt. So it's it's what what Wando Robinson such a weird like like what what does he end up being yeah. for this team? Does he end up being like a like, like you could, yeah. Um, I have guys. another. Sl- I have another slot guy. Um, same team as T. Higgins. Uh, Tyler Boyd. I definitely think that Tyler Boyd is going to be hitting free agency. I, I, I love Tyler Boyd. How old is he now? Will I'm he a be? big Tyler Boyd guy. That is a good question. Um, Tyler Boyd always been productive out of the slot, and always, he he catches a low key a good amount of de- uh deep balls too like i've known like he's both efficient and he catches those deep balls he is he'll be 29 next year he'll be 29 so um he has a career 68.1 percent catch rate um his average depth of target um over the last couple years last year was 9.2 up from 7.7 8.5 um so you know he's an intermediate guy but he also gets yards after the catch 4.3 5.8 the last couple years um and he doesn't really drop a lot of balls. 2021 didn't drop a single one and 3.7% um, in 2022. So that's really, really darn good. I've always been a huge Tyler Boyd fan. Obviously not going to come in here and be a number one, but I think he is a very, very good compliment. And he's been a, been a good compliment for years, even before Cincinnati really came like, you know, came to the party with Burrow and Chase and everybody like that. Oh yeah, he's been really he's been really solid, and then but gets overshadowed because he's on a team with Jamar Chase and T Higgins, right? Uh, but Tyler Boyd is 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 very very good. Um, lesser names: uh, KJ Osborne from the Minnesota Vikings, Miami guy. Uh, the past two years, he's had 650 yards and 650 50, uh, 655 yards. Five touchdowns, seven, uh, you know, 12 touchdowns over the last two seasons. The Vikings just drafted Jordan Addison. Obviously, they have uh, Justin Jefferson. So that could be an option there where he's, you know, kind of a, a, in a stopgap type role. Miko um, Hardman might end up being on this list every single year for us because I think he's going to be a one year contract type guy for the until he's 32 years old with that speed and, and return ability. Um, boy, he just got. Four, he got four million dollars from the Jets, uh, and I'm not even a big Miko Hardman fan, but you can see that making sense. Other KJ Hamler, he's been injured a lot, bad quarterback play, but it seems like every time I'm watching him, he gets open. He's just had some bad quarterback play, and he has a drop issue uh, issue that shows up in the numbers. I remember, I mean, remember Week One, hit broke broke open versus uh, oh, yeah. on a post route because uh, McKinney uh, on a bad. McKinney made the wrong read on it and just dropped it. Yep. And then I think they had a hit a big play and also the next play. So KJ Hamler could I don't he's probably gonna get towards the minimum type contract and I could see them them liking him, you know, former second rounder out of Penn State. One more guy that I want to bring up. I heard I've heard this coaching staff talk about this guy more than any other player in the National Football League especially in comparison to Jalen Hyatt. And it was this past draft season. Gabe Davis from the Bills is going to be a free agent next offseason. The Bills are obviously, you know, in a situation where they're trying to swing, they're trying to go for it. 
Um, you know, they're, they could be in a sticky situation money-wise, and I can imagine that they will try and do everything that they can to keep Gabe Davis around. I think that they like him just as much as the Giants do because, hey, they literally come from the same building, right? But if Gabe Davis does hit the open market, I can see Joe Shane, the Giants, I could see them being in. Yeah, and I can also see the Bills being in a situation where they're trying to really upgrade the wide receiver room. So they're looking to get like a top, top-end wide receiver too, and Gabe Davis isn't that. Now, Gabe Davis has had – he's had the uh, – this happens with a lot of fan bases with players. It's He was overrated by at one point, and now he's become a little underrated. He dealt with some drop, uh, some drop issues uh, this past year and – didn't have the the highest just catch rate when he when he was targeted, but Gabe Davis is a solid player in the NFL. He's not a great player, but he's a solid player in the NFL. Brings that size. You don't know what's going to happen with Isaiah. Who who, who gets a bigger contract, Isaiah Hodgins or Gabe Davis? Because I think I'd probably just want to stick roll with Hodgins. Um, oh well, Gabe front. Davis is definitely getting a bigger contract. Could you I see? Gabe- a, could you see a wild world where? Gabe, Isaiah Hodgins has more receiving yards than Gabe Davis next year. Let's 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 look this up here. I can't believe this question. I'm just throwing it out there because Isaiah Hodgins' stock is very high right now in Giants land. Gabe Davis has 599, 549, 836 receiving yards over the last three years. 836 this past year. Um, I can't say. Hodgins had a hundred yard over a hundred yards in the playoff game versus the Vikings. So. That's why this wide receiver room is so fascinating this year. <laughs> it's so fascinating because there's, there's so many about, guys. Who do you think leads the Giants in receiving this year? Who do I think leads? Yards. Oh, it's Darren Waller does not count. No, out of wide receivers. Yeah, I'm looking at Hodgins' stats again. There's no way that he's having more than Gabe Davis. I still think it's Slayton. Who had more? Uh, you, you're a big rate guy. If Hodgins played a full 16-17 game season, do you know what his numbers look like? Um, I can't, can't do the math very quickly right now. I can't believe we haven't done this yet. It includes... I, I doubt it. I mean, he only had one game in the regular season over 50 yards, and it was the Vikings okay. game. So I, I don't see it. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I thought that was a wild, wild question. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I, well, I know, I'm just I, throwing it out there because the Isaiah Hodgins stock is higher than it's ever been. It's true. And he's probably a little bit of a cleaner route runner than than Gabe Davis is. But it's, it's like Gabe Davis' stock is as low as it's ever been. And Isaiah really? Hodgins' stock is – Yeah, Bills fans are not very high on Gabe Davis right now. Gabe Davis can get a contract right now just based on that playoff game two years ago. I mean, he's created big – he just has not been a consistently good wide receiver for the Bills. Like he's had some down moments. Uh, I think they love him though. I mean, uh, Joe Shane and Brian Dable. I mean, they've they they have went out of their way at times to talk about Gabe Davis, and I'm like, why are we talking about Gabe Davis here? That's true. <laughs> Offensive line, Justin. I could see this being where you can get a prize possession, big money free agent guard. Now you're not going to sign a tackle. Hopefully, you're not, not going to sign a center. Hopefully not. At least not as starters. But from the Patriots. Ooh. Guy had an awesome year. First year where he just got to play one position. His first two years in the NFL, he played um, three games at left tackle, nine games at left guard, 17 games at right tackle, and two games at right guard. But this year, he started every game at right guard. 
he had the fourth best in pass block efficiency. So just sacks, QB hits, and pressures per pass blocking snap. And that's Michael Onwenu, uh out of New England, who was, uh, I think he was a fifth round draft pick out of Michigan in the 2020 draft. Uh, he, I can, and again, the Patriots are the team that lets guys walk. They let guys walk. They let Joe Tooney walk a couple years ago. Michael Onwenu, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. That could be the prize possession of the 2024 free agency for the Giants. You know, Mark Lewinsky will probably be gone. Ben Bredesen will be a free agent. May, hopefully Josh Jezudu develops. But you don't have any surefire starters for the 2024 season locked up for the Giants right now. No. And here's my question to you. Gowinski came in, came in as a good run blocker, and we were like, we'll see in pass pro. And usually if you're saying we'll see in free agency, because usually free agency is the time of the year where you're like, oh, this guy's going to be good. If we're saying if we're saying we'll see in pass pro and like when you're in free agency and then we saw what Mark Lewinsky was this past year in pass pro and it just was not good. Are you at a point where when we're talking about free agent offense alignment, especially when we're talking about we're signing you to be a starter? Are you prioritizing, like, hey, I want to see you just be a really good pass blocker and we'll live with everything else if it's if it's average or not good? Because I feel like having an offensive lineman, especially an interior offensive lineman, that just tanks you as a pass blocker, it it tanks an offense. Yeah, I mean, you got to be – you to me, to be like a big money free agent signing at the guard position, like I got to be really confident in you as a pass blocker. Um, so even if that comes at a little bit of a sacrifice of, hey, maybe you're not the best athlete or maybe you're not the best run blocker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm there too. I mean, Michael and, and Michael and Wayne, it's like he might be the Patriots' best player in offense. Like who sure. on that offense is a better player than him? <laughs> That's a tough question for the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. They really are bad offensively. I actually think the Patriots are going to get back in the playoffs this year just because at least they'll – They'll have Bill O'Brien at OC, and then th- their defense is just always going to be good. Um, they put out a socials clip today of uh, Mac Jones to Tyquan Thornton. Oh, yeah, it was edited. And somebody uh, – it was? Yeah. I didn't watch it long enough to really f- – like. Well, other people pointed out, like, it was edited. Like, Mac Jones was throwing to the left, and the pass was on the right. Oh, jeez, they, they edited it. It looked a little bit – yeah. <laughs> In the same division as uh, – Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, and, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs and Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. The Pats are going to be rolling out. Tyquan Thornton, Mac Jones, baby. Let's go. And they'll still somehow sneak into the playoffs, like you said, because that's just yeah, what Bill Belichick does. Yeah, I do think they're going to get into the playoffs. Um, other offensive linemen, there's, now there's nothing out there. Damian Lewis out of LSU, who had a bad. He was he had a bad start to his career, which again guards do, especially the Damian Lewis types, where it's a little bit of plotters, but are strong He's as hell. He's big. He he really improved this past year as a pass blocker, which is, you know, you see that with guards, you know, and it's 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 why drafting guard can be a little worrisome too, because it's there's you know the phrase like hey you're you might be drafting someone else's player because by the time they're good they're hitting free agency. Um, but Damian Lewis has gotten – he's improved a lot for the Seahawks, and he's strong as hell. I think he had, like, the highest bench. We're we're in a spot now as these free agencies making it a lot easier where we're talking about guys we previewed in the draft. Oh. Um, and then another guy – I actually think I had him in, in my, like, as, like, a fifth or sixth rounder in the mock 
uh, mock draft for 2020. Jack Driscoll, who's been like a swing tackle guard for the Eagles. Now, he hasn't been very good, but has started. He has been like the first guy up for them on on the Eagles on, on a great offensive line. Now, he's been, has not been good when he's played, but again, I'm, I'm, I'm viewing him as like a backup, maybe compete with our worst starter type guy. I thought about that recently, about how, you know, I think covering the rest of the league, quote-unquote covering, I hate that word, you know, talking about the rest of the league is going to get a lot easier the more and more that we do draft stuff. Because um, it's like, oh, well, we we know what this guy maybe was coming out of college. And is, is he good in the NFL or is he bad in the NFL? Why is he good? Why is he bad? What went wrong? So um, I'm actually really looking forward to that. Um, a, a guy that I have, uh, I had Damian Lewis as well, offensive guard um, from Seattle. I also have Jonah Jackson, and it's funny. I include Jonah Jackson. He's a guard from the Lions. The Lions. He is a, along with a lot of other, some of their other offensive linemen, uh, not that great of a pass blocker, but a solid run blocker. So that's why I kind of had that conversation before where it's like, you know, even if you have like an overall maybe good offensive lineman, specifically for the Giants, are we willing to sacrifice, like, are, are we willing to sacrifice one area for the purpose of having, a, for the sake of having a good pass blocker? So, well, um, it depends what your contract is. I don't think, jo- like, Jonah Jackson is not going to get the Michael and, and Wayne type contract. Right, right. right. Um, so, again, yeah, c- contract matters. So, like, if we're signing Jonah Jackson to a one-year, $3.5 million deal, okay, no, if we're signing him to $9 million a year, then it's different, obviously. Um, was there any other interior, any other offensive line? No. I didn't even look at tackle, even though like swing tackle could be in addition. Can can we have say something about swing tackle? Because when people remember how like I got like really like swing tackle is an issue for the New York Giants in training camp, where I was like, this is ne- this is really bad. If N- Thomas or Neil go down, it's a disaster. Are you okay with Tyree Phillips as a swing tackle? Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I am too. Like he. Gives you a lot more, like, you know, again, not a good player. But, again, we're talking about backup offense alignment. It's hard to find good starting offense alignment, so the backups aren't going to be good players. But just don't, just don't be a total disaster. I'm fine with Tyree Phillips's the swing tackle. Yeah, especially where, since we saw him last halfway year, Halfway through training camp, when Gano uh, retired because of the neck, Parrott wasn't back. I mean, there was there was a day in camp, Justin, where Josh Azudu and Marcus McKeithen were the back of offensive tackles. Yeah. Where it's like, if one of these guys goes down, it is a flat-out disaster. Like, this offense can't operate if one of these guys gets injured. And obviously, Evan Neal wasn't even good. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of fine with Tyree Phillips as, as a swing tackle. All right. I, I wanted to go to edge before we go to quarterback and running back. There's a lot of names. Huh? We gonna talk about tight ends? I didn't. I actually. I usually. I try to find a uh, someone at every position. I didn't even pick a tight end because I, I. There can be a, a a guy who's like a blocking only type guy, uh, but it's like it's hard to identify how good the third string tight end for the Jaguars. I thought the most significant one would be like Irv Smith Jr. But I mean, again, that's a that that's a guy that's starting on some teams. So yeah, who is he on now? Isn't he on the Bengals? Last time, I mean, he was on the Vikings. Did he sign? He's probably on a one-year yeah, deal think, this year. I think he signed on the Bengals. That's Again, a fun, that's a speed fun fit guy, which is like if we have Darren Waller, he's on know the Bengals. That's a fun. Fit. Need, that's a fun fit. I don't need if I, I don't know if I want to add another speed non-blocker if we have Darren Waller on the roster. Um, <laughs> again, my my 
it's funny my position my uh view on the tight end room was like i don't need the fastest guy in the world i just need you to be good all around right yep. i need well, you to be you solid the all around in the world but i but i always said with the exception of if you're not a good blocker you're like a top three to five receiving threat and we literally traded for one of those guys it's like okay um how do you like that how do you like that how do you like them apples can i Eggs. tell you what i like what do you like i like DraftKings. DraftKings. I like DraftKings Sportsbook because I'm ready to hit one out of the park this baseball season. The NBA Finals is happening too, DraftKings. What are we doing? Who's one of the finals? Nuggets and six. Oh, I forget. Yeah, Nuggets and six. I Man, I've been so out of the loop because I was in Spain, so the time zone, I didn't watch any of the conference finals, which makes me feel like a bad basketball fan, but I was like, you know what? I'm enjoying my time too much to give a shit about this. That Celtics Heat game six was nuts. I, I didn't watch any of it. Um, <laughs> But I'm gonna I'm gonna go Nuggets and six. Nuggets the Heat and just six. don't have the talent, but they've gotten here without the talent too. So, but I'm kind of rooting for the Heat because it's underdog, and you know now I feel like we're finally out of the phase where only the superstars and the super teams make it. Like the Nuggets are, have been a team that have just kind of grinded it out for a long time. The the Heat and Spolster, you know, that's coaching, and they and you know with Riley, they just built a an overall good complete team. And Jimmy Butler showed up in the playoffs. I'm kind of rooting for the Heat, but I am rooting for the Heat. But Jokic, seeing Jokic like like he's like the superstar right now. Like that would be cool to see him win one though. Um, hit. I'm gonna hit it out of the park though. Baseball. I think it'd be cooler to see Jimmy Butler win a title than Jokic. That is true. He doesn't have. I always think that he has one, but he doesn't. DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on bet on NBA, bet on baseball with everything. With everything DraftKings. New customers can place a $5 bet and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, plus all customers can take a shot at bigger payouts with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and, and sign up with the code WORLD. Talking Giants versus the world. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's called WORLD only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050. Visit gamblinghelpma.org in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in Kansas. Call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by dur- jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after... a. Sh- Issuance, uh, opt-in, templates. Jesus, what the fuck is this? This is disgraceful. This This is disgraceful. (laughs) I can speed read this. I can't because I also don't have my glasses on. Opt-in and 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. You'll be glad you did. You'll be be glad you did. I also am a fan of like... I mean, I'm a fan of heat culture, like the stability of like Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra. Um, and I like to see like a franchise, like have a new franchise that wins championships over different eras, right? Like the Wade Shaq uh, got a title, obviously the LeBron, uh, the, the big three era title, but then getting an, another title. So I, I kind of like a new team coming into like the Lakers Celtics reign where it's like, hey, they've won titles through different different eras um with the heat yeah but here's a question it kind of got like people hated that it was like the nba got a little too predictable on who was going to be at least be in the finals um you know we had Cavs warriors for four straight years 
or that I kind of missed that a little bit where it just made the finals feel like a bigger deal. I mean, we had LeBron in it for eight years in a row where I don't know. The older I get as a sports fan, the less I'm rooting for the underdog where I'm more like, I just want to have like memorable teams and players and moments. Yeah. It's cool. It, like, don't, like, like I said, it's cool to see like the heat and nug, nuggets, but it would be a spectacle event every year that LeBron and Curry would be in the final against each other. It would be oh, a, yeah. it, an event. Yeah. Like Lakers Celtics would have been a much bigger deal, right? Like they yeah. probably almost, they might get double the viewership uh, for these games. If it was, if it was that, here, here I was thinking we weren't going to be able to fill enough time in this episode. And I'm like, now I don't know if we will have a tough edge. I, I, I want to skip over some offensive positions. Uh, we'll hit later to, to hit on edge. There's a lot of freaking big names in this, Justin. Zadarius Smith, he'll be age 32. He played under, you know, played under Wink with the Ravens. He had 10 sacks, 24 QB hits, and 37 pressures last year. Really good. Donnell Hunter, he'll be 29. He had a great year for the Vikings as well. Josh Allen. What do the Jags do with Josh Allen? You know, they drafted Trayvon Walker 1-1. He had 40 pressures in 2022, 10.5 sacks. Like he, or, or you know, or had seven and a half sacks. Like he's been a good player. Where are the pressures for, coming from? Josh Allen. No, no. What what site? Uh, pro Football Reference. Which again, oh. that's a lot. That might have been the most pressures in the league on Pro that's, Football Reference. That's, and he had ten sacks. Seven and a half. What? That's actually really freaking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's a so that's a guy. That, I mean, uh, if that if that was last year and this is a contract year. I am circling Josh Allen to have like over 10 and a half sacks. If there's like a prop bet or anything that like he's getting over 10 and a half sacks and you know, Hey, that'll, it'll be a big analytics L if he doesn't. So, um, yeah, like that's I, nuts. I, did Calvin Ridley sign an extension with the Jags yet? He did not. He is going to be a free agent, but I didn't. So I didn't they might not have him. the franchise tag to use on Josh yeah. Allen. I didn't talk about him because there's, if they let him walk for, that would they're not doing that <laughs> yeah so but he might be on the he might be on the franchise tag yeah because he kind of like a leonard williams situation where it's like you traded for me like i have leverage yeah um here's two play for the same team montez sweat will be a free agent has not been signed they've 40 and a half million dollars average annual value between jonathan allen deron Payne, and that d-line also what happens with chase young like that's the, Chase Young's got his got his fifth year option declined. Isn't that kind of wild? Like yeah. I know last year he did not come back from the injury, which is like what the what the hell happened there? Like they must not like him as a person to decline his fifth year option. That's kind of nuts. What happens like, with Chase Young? Like going because from this like, generational like, generational, you can't miss this prospect. And I think the only reason why teams passed up on him is because they took quarterbacks. Um, he went second overall to Joe after Joe Burrow. Second, so not even not even third. Um, so, um, yeah, man, generational, and I don't. It depends. Obviously, it depends what happens this year. I'm just interested interested to see how he comes back as a player, missing an entire year. Yeah, I mean, he was like a Miles Garrett type prospect coming out of Ohio State, and he won Rookie of the Year. I thought he was a little overrated that season, but it's like when he's played in the NFL, he has not been a bad player. He hasn't been as as great as people have hyped had hyped him up to be, um, yet. But like he's gonna be a free agent, right? Like he's probably not gonna be on the Commanders in 2024. Like what happens? Like I'm I'm, I wish he was on a different team, you know, not in division. 
because I do want to like see him do well, right? Because he has yeah. all the ability to be just freaking amazing. Like, what stopped him from coming? Like, they there's there's more there to be seen with Chase Young. Yeah, like is he committed type stuff for him to get his fifth year option client to not come back from that injury over you know a year later. Twenty twenty well, draft class has some of like as like two of the most athlete, athletically freaky players that we've seen in a while, like Chase Young and Makai Becton, and both of them have like similar fates where they just like can't get on the field. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Like Becton's film when he plays is amazing. Just can't be on the field where they declined his fifth year option. An- another guy from that first round of 2020, who's just not played and not been very good. Clave on Chasen. It's kind of been, it's one thing to not be good. It's kind of crazy how bad his numbers are. You have three career sacks. Yeah. And he played a lot his rookie year. Um, the Patriots let guys walk. Josh Uche had 11 and a half sacks this past year, 25 pressures, 14 QB hits. And then, you know who had a sneaky, decent year three? AJ Epinesa. Not only played 38% of the snaps, he was a rotational player, but as a rotational player, he had six and a half sacks, seven tackles for loss, 10 hits, and 14 pressures. I think he trimmed up a little bit. I think he lost a little weight, maybe got a little faster. Obviously, Joe Shane was part of the, you know, the the assistant GM that drafted him highly in the second round. So there was something they liked in him. So Epinesa, who's been a rotational player, that could be someone you bring in. Like, I I think he'd be a, a hell of an upgrade over Jihad Ward as your third edge. Yeah, I, I think that's where that's where we're looking right now. We're looking for edge number three. Um, obviously, we're hoping well, for Aziz, Aziz Ojolari to kind of you know stay healthy this year and have that dominant year that he was going to have last year if he did play. But even just from a philosophical standpoint, Bobby, I'm very against giving edge rushers big money because I just unless it's in house, unless it's in house and you're extending somebody, but going out there and giving somebody on the open market a big time contract that kind of resets the market a little bit or or give just give them a lot of guaranteed money i am i'm very anti and against doing that well it's because great edge rushers usually don't hit free agency right if you're a great edge rusher your team is resigning you um so like the the person the, the people on this list that i see falling in that category is montez sweat i don't see him walking josh allen i don't see him walking either Danell Hunter um, is going to get more money than what what I what I'm comfortable willing to give. He will he'll be 29. I I would be, Hunter is the one where I could see giving the money to. Um, he had a really good year last year. That would Hunter. So Hunter is the is the guy. Those three names are the ones you get if Aziz Ojalar is injured like crazy again. And it's like okay, we have sure not we don't need a third edge. We need like a a real upgrade as a starter. Um, and that those are the names I have yeah. there. I have three. Um, but I want to revisit one that we already talked about. Bud Dupree, you know, a guy that's kind of been around in the run of the mill a little bit. Carl Granderson is a big edge from no- from Notre- from New Orleans. Um, so I don't know if he would necessarily be a fit for the Giants as he's like 261 pounds. And I don't I, I know Wink Martin likes the athletic kind of guys. Um, Joe Hodward's pretty big. But I want to talk about uh, uh, Chasen for a second. Because I feel like... Wink Martindale may look at the athlete and be like, yeah, like, let's just get him in here and cause havoc. And he's been so bad that it literally can't be worse for him. And he's not going to get a big contract, but I can easily see Wink Martindale being like, I I want an athlete like that here just to see 
and I'm saying this without watching film and I'm saying this without like, you know, really knowing what happened with Chase, but just knowing his draft profile of speed, 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 athleticism, athleticism. I'm thinking that's something that a coach would want to get their hands on. And he's probably going to get a minimum contract too. Yeah. So yeah, I would, I would love, like that'd be a fun one to bring in without much expectations though. Um, all right, so we got to go a little quicker with these. I really thought was worried like this would be a thirty-five minute episode, and here we freaking are. Um, quarterback Tyrod Taylor will be a free agent. Marcus Mariota, Sam Donald, Jameis Winston, Drew Locke, Baker Mayfield, Colt McCoy, Gardner Minshew, Tyler Huntley. Which out of those is your favorite? Um, can I just tell you what I want the Giants to do? Say which one of those is your favorite. All right, give give them to me again. <laughs> uh, will Tannehill be a backup at that point? I'm no, uh, no, I'm not giving no. He would be. He's better than Tyrod Taylor, but no. Jacoby Brissett, no. Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, Jam- Jameis Winston, Drew Locke, Baker Mayfield, Colt McCoy, Gard- I guess Gardner Minshew would be a good one. So there's there's going to be a lot of decent backup QB options out there. I love Jacoby Brissett. Me too. Like he had, a, he actually had a pretty underrated year for the Browns. He was, then, he was in a, he was in a. I think it was average, top ten in EPA per play. He was an average, almost above average starting quarterback in the National Football League last year, and it's not talked about. Yeah, yeah. Browns had such a weird year with the tire, uh, not Tyra Taylor, the Deshaun Watson stuff. Um, that's gonna blow back in their face. I probably would do what you're about to say that you probably want the Giants to do. Yeah, what what I want. Tyra Taylor has a $5.5 million cap hit this year. I kind of want the Giants to extend him. You can lower the cap hit this year a little bit and extend his contract. <laughs> extend it to what, though? If they want to... Prior- I-, I am of... Since the Giants are now at a point where we're not... you know, We're expecting them to win more than seven games or below right we're expecting them to win more than seven games i'm at the point where i am okay with investing a little bit in the back quarterback now i know five and a half million dollars that may be tyra Taylor may be one of the more if not the most expensive backup quarterback in the national football league this year but if you change that and if you give him the security of extending him i'm okay with finding that middle ground between spending a little bit on backup quarterback but not spending you know the most out of any other team in the NFL. Like Mariota, I don't even know if I like him as a backup. Jameis would be a decent backup. Minshew's probably the best backup in the NFL. Um, Tyrod Taylor's the best option, I think, for us. He knows the system. He would come in, you know, do all right. Um, I, I just hope that they extend him because I, I, I think having that $5.5 million cap hit Unless they plan on, okay, Tyrod Taylor, we're going to say see a sayonara next year, and then we're just going to spend dirt cheap on a backup quarterback, which part of me is also fine with that, because I think your season is over. If Daniel if Daniel Jones is, is done for an extended period of time, I kind of think your season's over. Um, but if you're going to keep Tyrod Taylor around, why have him on this $5.5 million cap hit? Just extend him. I just don't know. How, I don't know how it ends up happening. Like, does Tyro Taylor want an extension as a? For I don't. I don't fucking know. Um, running He's not back start. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, he might. Might go to some <laughs> shitty team with drafts a quarterback. Good for him. Run, running back. We got to go a little quicker. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss drafted under Joe Shane as as an assistant GM. They've been 
Moss hasn't really been productive, but Devin Singletary has been productive in the NFL. Um, DJ Dallas is someone who I liked out of Miami. Um, he's had only had 102 carries in his career, but he's had 62 targets, so he's, he kind of has some receiving threat. 59 returns, too, so he got him as a receiver. Deion Jackson, former Daniel Jones and Andrew Thomas teammate, st- ended up starting for the Colts towards the end of the year, 30 catches on 34 targets. Like, more of a receiving uh, back. Um, didn't rush very well. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's going to be yeah. out there. Yeah. Nah. Again, well, I'm talking. I'm I'm talking almost solely backup options. You just named me a lot of mid players, but I'm going to give you two players. Well, yeah, backup running backs. Well, Giants may not be looking for a backup running back next offseason, Bobby. They may be looking for a starter. And I'm going to give you two that I would be fine with starting. One, Antonio Gibson. We're talking a lot of Washington players. Antonio the, Gibson. The Commanders don't even want to start Gibson. I and that is exactly what I want to talk about because I think that's dumb. I think that is really dumb. I think Antonio Gibson is a very, very good receiving back. Uh, I th- And why? Because he fumbled the ball in 2021. He had six fumbles in 2021. Did have a lot I, of fumbles. I think fumbles is one of – I think fumbles is a similar, like, breath No, of, like, you can't drops. say that about fumbles. You can't fumble the ball and be a running back. It's uh, it's not like drops. Don't fumble the ball. I mean, it's kind of like – They're turnovers. They're like interceptions. Drops. It's kind of like drops as a receiver. Just, like, dude, just don't drop the ball. Yeah, but drops don't turn the ball over to the other team. Could. Fumble, you can't be a, you can't be a fumble guy. The Evan Ingram drop uh, against the Eagles was a turnover. But you can't be a fumble guy and be a starter in the NFL. Well, he only had one last year, Bobby. Unless so jokes Tiki on Barber. you. So jokes on you. He only had one, and he fixed it. Look at that. Um, so Antonio Gibson, I'd be for it. He was a really efficient runner in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, not so much. But he kind of, maybe was frustrated with his role. Um, and then I also have Damian Harris. Um, he is no longer. Part of the Patriots? I don't think so. He's on a one-year deal. Um, I liked him with the Patriots for for the last couple of years. Ramadre Stevenson just being good and an all-around better back than him, you know, made him take his carries. So, um, but I'm for Damian Harris as well. I'm a big Damian Harris stand. Defense really attack receiver. Let's go quick through this defensive tackle. Jordan Phillips with Buffalo. Ed Oliver has been good, not great. Um, I mean, Leonard Williams and Ashawn Robinson don't have contracts for 2024, so right now we only have Dex and and Nacho. Um, so that could be a defensive tackle could be a huge need for the Giants in 2024 if they don't keep Leonard Williams around. Yeah. Um, inside linebacker Patrick Queen, man, like he was not good as their number one in Baltimore. He played he played better once Roquan Smith. Came around and obviously he'd be the number two to Bobby Okereke. Um I mean, and just l- let's look at his box score stats. 117 tackles for Patrick Green last year. Now, having a lot of tackles does not make you a good inside linebacker. Tay Crowder had like 130 in 2021. Five sacks. That's really good for an inside linebacker. Top That's of the league. That's crazy good. Nine tackles for a loss. That's really good for an inside linebacker. 14 QB hits. That's really good for an inside linebacker. And then two interceptions. Interceptions are a little more random with linebackers, but that is good. Like, he has good playmaker numbers. He has, the, like, the speed. And if you put him next to Bobby Okereke, you can kind of let him be more, a little more of a run-and-chase type player. Let him play faster, not have to diagnose so much. Wink Martindale liked him enough to sign off on drafting him in the first round at one point uh patrick queen could be an like a, a solid number two inside linebacker option for cheap solid inside linebacker option for the giants 
Yeah, I originally had a little bit of a theory about Patrick Queen. It's like, are they just sending you on more blitzes because they don't want to have they don't want to give you any other assignments because they don't trust you to do that. And I don't necessarily think that was the case. I honestly just think he's a, he's a really good blitzer. Um, you know, and he does a good job of getting QB hits and he does a good job of getting sacks, which for an interior linebacker too, where you're not having the responsibilities of one, that would be fun. You know, that's kind of like what you want to tell your interior linebackers to do is just go run, be free. Uh, speaking of go run and be free, a guy that I, two guys that I loved during the pre-draft process. One I can easily see walking. The other one, he may stick around. Logan Wilson may stick around. He's the starting linebacker for the Bengals. He's been good for the last couple of years. He is going to be a free agent next year. And then Willie Gay Jr. Um, from the Chiefs. So the Kansas City Chiefs have a few interior linebackers. Um, they also have Drew Tranquil, who was signed this year to a one-year deal on the Chiefs as well. Uh, they just drafted Leo Chanel. Uh, the Chiefs have a bunch of interior linebackers that we'd like during the pre-draft process. So, But Willie Gay Jr. was a guy that I was like, he had some like off-the-field stuff, but I was willing that, hey, if the Giants want to draft him, I think it was 2020, uh, second round of that draft, I was like, I, I would be for this. So um, Willie Gay Jr., Logan Wilson, Drew Tranquil, and then I also have like Corey Littleton has been like an on-and-off starter throughout his NFL career as well. He'll be a free agent at the interior linebacker spot. What would what would you think about having two big contract linebackers? For this Giants team and how it's structured, um, it all depends on what happens in the interior D-line room, Bobby, and, and what the depth chart looks like there, because we may have to spend a little bit more there. I would be for it. For how this Giants roster is constructed right now, I think I may be for it. Yeah. It depends what happens in the secondary, too. That's the key. I think Patrick Queen was like top 10 for stack linebackers and tackles for loss last year. Um, cornerback, there's really not much good options. No. Chris Fulton, Christian Fulton out of the Titans, he's allowed about 52% completion percentage against him in the last couple of years, 440 yards essentially the last two years. Bryce Hall, the Jets fans love Bryce Hall, but he didn't he didn't play last year. Um, there's really not good cornerback options out there, and usually there actually is some decent cornerback options yeah. in free agency. Shaquille Griffin, Rocky Sin. Um, Shaquille Griffin's from the yeah. Texans. Rocky Sin is from Baltimore. And I'll just give you my safety that I really like. I really like Jordan Whitehead. Um, I liked him when he was with Tampa. He's now on a one-year like $1.3 million deal with the Jets. I really like Jordan Whitehead. I like his physicality. Safety. There's a lot of names out there. Buda Baker. Let's talk about the 2020 draft class. Sweet safety class, right? No first-rounders. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr., Kyle Duggar, Jeremy Chin, and Xavier McKinney, obviously, too. Like, Kyle Duggar, man, he would be a freak. I love Kyle Duggar. He's he's a, guy, a free agent where it's like Bill Belichick lets guys go. I can see... Him being a guy that Bill Belichick never lets go in New England. I love Kyle Duggar. Jeremy Didn't he, go to, he, he went to Washington? No, Kyle Duggar was the... He played for like that no-name school. He was like a D2 guy. I oh, think he played for Lenore Ryan. It was... Uh, yeah, Lenore Ryan. Yeah. Hey, I knew that off rip. He was, was a big Anthony guy. Crazy. Anthony loved Kyle Duggar. It's um, crazy that you just knew that. It's, he was a big Anthony guy. Antoine Winfield Jr., really like him. The Bucks could be in a weird spot where they don't want to pay a safety. So we do see good safeties get there. Chuck Clark obviously played under under Wink Martindale with the Ravens. Um, so, yeah, some big some big names there at safety. All right, Justin, we've went so freaking long. Um, we got to uh, – eventually, I, 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 I thought of like 
we got to talk like a little bit of OTAs, like Nick McLeod moving to safety and stuff like that. So there are some things we have to talk about with OTAs, but hopefully by the time Monday comes around, maybe we'll get a little bit more info and stuff to actually talk about from there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be back on Tuesday. Not exactly sure what we're going to have for then, but we'll, we will be there then. We appreciate you guys. We will see you then. Enjoy your weekend. Until then, let's go Big Blue. John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcast. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening.